Welcome to the Triage Method Podcast Q&A edition with me, Gary McGowan, and my co-host, Mr. Patrick Farrell. How are you this week, Patty? I'm positively fantastic since people last heard me on Monday. Ten minutes ago. Brilliant. Unreal. Um, so this, this week's question is uh, both specific and general. It's, it's The question is, my elbow clicks when doing pressing movements. Uh, what should I do? Do I need to change anything? Is it bad? Um, but also just generally like, all right, my elbow, my elbow, my shoulder, my knee, my hip clicks when doing movements. Is that a bad thing? Um, and the answer to this is like a short answer is no. Um, and the long answer is maybe. So basically like there's, there's many different reasons that a, a joint could feel like it is clicking or crunching, popping or whatever. And the main, the main time I become concerned about that or really think about making changes to something is if it's one causing someone pain so there's actual there's pain with the click or a joint is locking or something like that like that can be a problem that's something that maybe warrants f- further investigation especially if it's like significantly limiting your function um like sometimes for example if you tear a meniscus in your knee uh, you can get like catching and locking of the joint at certain, in certain movements um so that might warrant further investigation but a lot of the time what people are actually asking here is that is is like all right my i'm doing some pressing my elbow just kind of clicks at the top it's not painful but should i be worried about that and i think in general no um sometimes what can happen uh i saw someone ask this somewhere i, I can't remember where it was someone's instagram q and a or something someone was asking oh my uh my hip clicks uh, when i come down at the bottom of a leg raise movement for example that happens with me too um and basically, like what you're looking at in a lot of cases is maybe a tendon is moving over the side of another tendon or over the side of a bone, um, and there's just a clicking as that movement as that movement happens. It can kind of happen with with certain muscles with longer tendons, depending on where they are, um, or different like connective tissue sheaths and stuff. And I think if you're if you actually if you begin to to study anatomy, like looking at cadaver images and, and things like that, um, actual dead bodies, like you actually see anatomy in real life, it becomes easy to to kind of brush the stuff aside because you're like, wow, it's amazing that all this actually works. There's so much stuff cramped into small spaces, things overlapping each other, running beside each other, etc. And then you have anatomical variation in terms of how bones are shaped, where tendons are inserted, etc. And it's no surprise that people end up with you know clicking and popping and stuff like that every now and then it wouldn't it wouldn't necessarily be a big deal um so a lot of the time i'm not concerned about it um there is a difference between like just uh, the clicking of a of a the clicking of a joint and some things like a crepitus or frematus um so crepitus being like if you're if a joint if you're if you're moving a joint and you're like you're feeling uh, and hearing the kind of sounds like a rough like a rough sound as the joint is moving like the the thing that the reason that's that's sometimes of concern for people and people worry a lot about it is because that's one of the features of of arthritis is that if like if you feel an arthritic joint that's what you'll feel you won't have smooth movement you'll have kind of rougher movement there'll be clicking and cracking and stuff but like what i say to people is that even if you do have that right so like like my knees my knees are like that like when i move my knees i can i can feel and hear like cracks and pops and stuff even in the case of, of my knees, like if there are arthritic, arthritic changes or if there isn't, uh, or, if, or if there are no arthritic changes, it doesn't change anything that I do, you know? Um, because whether or not there are those arthritic changes um, in the joint, it's like, okay, what, will you, what would you do if there are, or what would you do if, if there aren't? 
And fundamentally, nothing, nothing changes for me. Like I'm still going to train. I still want to make sure I have strong muscles um, that I'm exercising. Exercising is good for arthritis. Um, so, so I'm not going to do anything different as a result of that. The, the problem is where people have, you know, people maybe feel that cracking and crunching in a joint and they get real concerned and change their activity and maybe train less or don't train their legs or whatever. That's where I become concerned about this stuff because that's probably not a great idea at all because you're basically coupling arthritic changes with less activity and or less functional capacity in terms of your muscle strength. And that's just a recipe for bad outcomes, you know? Um, so, so in general, if we're talking about like cracking, popping, crunching, sound when you move your joints, that kind of crepitus, um, I'm, I'm not going to change anything um, as a result of that. With that said, if you do have those things, like, like, like in my knees, for example, as you follow people up over time, it does seem like you have a higher risk of developing osteoarthritis in future, um, which is something that people don't discuss because I, I kind of see both sides of this argument, like where like some physios will say, Oh, it's to, like, and I say this too, it's totally normal for joints to crack and pop, pop and stuff. It's something you don't have to be concerned with at all. Um, it, it doesn't matter. However, like it's, it's not right to say it doesn't matter because if joints are like crunching a lot when they're moving and you've got that crepitus, like, yes, when you look at risk, future risk, there is a higher, a higher odds ratio of someone going on to develop osteoarthritis. So, so there is that, but it still doesn't change anything you do. So it's like acknowledge there might be risk but keep training. You know, it's one of the, it's one of those things. Yeah. You're going to say something there. If there was a situation, for example, just a hypothetical, like again, we'll use the elbow because that was the actual question, but again, it could yeah, be. And that is different. For example, just say your, your elbow or your knee, there is one exercise that you do that makes it click, you know, like say, for example, I don't know, just skull crushers, you know, and you're like, they, they always make my elbow click, but I can do press downs. I can do, you know, overhead extensions. I can do whatever. It just happens to be that if I'm doing like easy bar skull crushers, they're the ones, they make my elbow click. And um, would you, or again, could be, I don't know, the fucking leg press or uh, back squat, front squats don't do it. You know, whatever the fuck. Could be just one specific exercise. It's not really even a specific movement pattern, we'll say. It's just the angle of the exercise, how your joints are like, jammed in and that exercise, whatever the fuck is going on, right? Would you be of the opinion that we should just avoid that exercise then? Or, you know, maybe some sort of graded exposure or like how does someone deal with that? Again, if they have like one or two exercises, that's all that it does and they can train those muscles, those joints in other just as effective ways. Yeah, so like that 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 is the real question. Like I just wanted to get the uh the that kind of caveat of the way we'll do a full podcast on, on things like uh, crepitus and joint sounds in general but like the i just wanted to make clear that there are differences in joint sounds so like that crepitus crepitus is different to just like uh, a single crack or a single pop or, or whatever because in, in joints as well you have to realize that sometimes when you move joints into particular positions or at least we think that's the explanation like for example in the spine and stuff when you crack your back that doesn't mean like that you're actually cracking anything it just means that maybe there's a pocket of air in a joint or something like that that is uh, that is that is popping or you're moving into a new space and stuff like that and that's different to uh, you could say arthritic joint surfaces where you've got that crepitus feeling and then that's different to what we're talking about here which is just like a single click in the elbow when someone's moving or whatever you know um so so basically what i'm saying is that if you're having a, a click during a skull crusher for example in your elbow 
that could be, you know, just a tendon uh, there that's moving potentially. It could be uh, bony surfaces. It could be so, so within the joint itself, or it could be just like a little pocket of air or something like that. Effectively, you don't know exactly what it is, but what I generally say to people, because even if it's not painful, it can still be disruptive because you're like, I don't, I know, I know that's coming and it disrupts my ability to do the exercise because it's just annoying when I hear that or when I feel that. So what I would say to people is you can modify a number of different things here. Uh, one of them being, for example, uh, the, the, the specific grip you have in terms of radio ulnar joint position or wrist position. So what you could do is if you do an overhand grip push down normally and you feel that, see if it changes when you do a neutral grip, see if it changes when you do an underhand grip, and then see if you can change the range of motion, for example. Because what you often find, which is quite interesting, is that these types of things, they might be present for a certain period of time, but then they just kind of go away without any other changes. Like you seem to just be training away and it's just gone. And I think like there's obviously uncertainty built baked into the cake here. But if you, if you were in a period of time where like you're real fatigued and you're feeling tighter and stuff, your joints move differently. You know, if muscles are at different resting lengths and you have different levels of fatigue in different muscles, different muscles pull to different degrees and joints might move as a result uh, differently. So you might have cracking during a period of time or cracking or popping or something like that during a period of time in your workout, maybe where you're super fatigued or during a period in your training block where you're super fatigued and then it just kind of goes away so what i would say is that trying to identify oh is it a is it a tendon is it because this muscle is firing differently or figuring out specific muscle firing patterns or whatever like you're just getting into unnecessary minutiae that you're not going to be able to pin down there uh, but you can still play around with these variables of like where you're gripping uh, the range of motion that you're working with and even things like intensity sometimes so for example if you might find that it's it's something that bothers you when you do uh, 15 plus reps but not when you do six to eight reps for example and that might be because you're bracing differently you're setting your joints differently when you do the movement um, and it might just change the experience so change your grip uh, change your change the range of motion um, and and play around with different exercises as well. Like so, for example, if it's a if it's a pressing variation, one of the variables you have at play is maybe it clicks when your elbows are out wide, but when you bring them in narrower, it no longer clicks. You could do that for a while and then go back to the movement again. Like you said, Paddy, graded exposure. So expose yourself to the movements that seem to be causing problems. Um, whether or not it's associated with pain is a different story. Um, and then see, basically see if you can, if you can regain your tolerance for that again. Um, with that said, if you are, if this is, that's, that's basically the case, if there's pain associated with it, but if you're having cracking that is associated, uh, with pain, then generally I would remove that movement short term or maybe change the range of motion or something and see if that's persistent over time. And if it was a case that every time someone moves their joint into a particular position, there's sharp pain associated with cracking, then then, then I'd, I'd probably, that might warrant further investigation depending on the case. So well, that's my general thought process. Yep. Um, nothing else to add to that. Um, I think that answers it. And as you said, we are going to do some other podcasts and you know provide information in the coach's corner and on our website about different things such as you know creaking joints and so there is going to be more yeah. information on that stuff and it's just not as big of a priority for for us at the moment with all the other stuff that we have going on so with that in mind gary what what is the other stuff that we have going on uh yeah so we do have the coach's corner as patty mentioned which is our 
member site platform for personal trainers and interested trainees who want to level up specifically personal trainers because it's about more than just information. It's inf- information with implementation, including practical resources, documentation, specific things you can use to get better results with your clients, etc. So if you are interested in that, you can subscribe to that uh, and get involved. We also have the uh, we, we also have an online coaching service. If you didn't know, uh, we have spaces available. So if you'd like to work with us towards your own goals, you can do that as well. If you just want to get more involved with our community, our content, our recommendations, etc., you could subscribe to the newsletter, uh, which goes out weekly, or you could join the Triage Method community on Facebook. Um, and other than that, guys, you can just keep up with what we're doing by following us on Instagram, um, following us on Facebook. You can subscribe to our YouTube and you can subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. It is available on multiple platforms. Um, now that Joe Rogan has moved to Spotify, more of you are probably using Spotify. I don't know if we have many, many uh, Joe Rogan and triage method listeners, but Patty likes to listen to his podcasts on Spotify. Um, and I've actually been doing that more recently as well. So if you, you do all my podcasts on Spotify, you can listen to them in yeah. speed. It's unreal. It, it is handy. And if you, so if you are on Spotify, you can subscribe to us there. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. You can subscribe to us on SoundCloud. SoundCloud doesn't even allow you to play in double speed. It's so weak. It's just and single. It is the weakest thing ever, but it's good because it hosts it as our RSS. It does. Yes, it does host it. So thank you. Thank you, uh, SoundCloud. Uh, but yeah, leave a rating or review. We would appreciate that. Um, and that's how you keep up with triage. Wonderful, Gary. I have nothing else to add. Um, It is too easy. Too easy.